Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor for Deseret News. And, of course, we're, we're tracking a host of things that are taking place in our nation's capital, including a uh, protest march uh, about the Electoral College vote that is taking place inside the United States Capitol right now. And uh, we've got both the House and the Senate are meeting separately at the moment and uh, debating the uh, objection to the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. And uh, we're keeping our eye on that. Uh, I think uh, what we're going to have is just a lot of speechifying here uh, by the different sides and that uh, not a whole lot's going to come out of this. They'll vote. They'll go back into joint session. Votes for Arizona will be cast and they'll move on to the next state and move along. I suspect we'll also see uh, contested or objected electoral votes uh, for Georgia, obviously, and also for the state of Pennsylvania. Those are the three I'm almost certain will come up in the end. I think this will all get done today. And uh, the electoral votes will be certified and Joe Biden will be the president elect with Kamala Harris as the vice president elect. And they'll be sworn in on January 20th. And it's important as we go through these battles. These are all political battles. Uh, These are power battles. And the thing that's been on my mind uh, over the last week or so is that the the purpose of our politics cannot be, must not be based solely on this Washington philosophy of zero sum, this zero sum idea of power. And I think instead our politics, our discourse, our dialogue needs to be based on the power of ideas, the power of ideas that are far greater than the idea of power. And sadly, we spend a lot of, a lot of our time talking about power. Who has it? Who doesn't? Who has more? Who has less? Who won? Who lost? Uh, we got to quit focusing on the idea of power and let's start focusing on the power of ideas because the idea of power, particularly power over others, uh, that has fired the piston of uh, all kinds of engines that have launched a thousand sorry tales of egocentric ambition. Uh, they often end in acrimony, abuse, and all kinds of uh, atrocities. The, the pursuit of power ruins communities. It ruins countries. It ruins uh, companies and organizations. And unchecked, the idea of power is what sows the seeds of anger and breeds contempt and drives deadly wedges uh, and division in our country and in our homes and in our communities. On, on the other side of the scale, throughout our history, simple ideas. We were talking about these with Scott Rasmussen earlier. It's these simple ideas, like a computer, radical stuff, have demonstrated immense power 
Uh, power to lift millions out of poverty, to spark technological innovation and transformation, unite even former enemies, and strengthen our societies. So this past weekend, as uh, much of the battle over power continued, uh, I had an interesting exchange about the power of ideas. And I was introduced to one of those ideas. And the idea is that politics actually has the power to reconcile, to heal, to unite, to bring about an at-one-ment of humanity. Uh, now, I know some of you are thinking uh, Boyd was up way too late last night doing analysis. Uh, that may also be true. Uh, and it seems so contradictory and just crazy that the idea of power in the world, uh, we're so stuck in that. But winning over political opponents rather than winning with them is kind of the norm these days. And the, the politics of personal destruction and personal attacks are, are just so common uh, that can we really believe in the idea that politics could serve to reconcile? Uh, I say yes. Uh, so over the weekend, as I mentioned, I was uh, going back and forth with Judge Thomas Griffith, uh, who just retired uh, last fall on the second highest court in the land, as they call it, the D.C. Circuit Court. Uh, brilliant mind and uh, just a great soul. And as we were going back and forth over the weekend, uh, he shared with me something really interesting. Uh, he said that he had in his office a framed copy of Bobby Kennedy's 1968 campaign. It's the initial flyer brochure. And on that flyer, it features an, a line from when Bobby Kennedy announced his run for the, for the presidency. And in his announcement, Kennedy declared... I run for the presidency because I want the United States to stand for the reconciliation of men. Now, think about that idea. That's a powerful idea, not an idea about power, but a powerful idea. And having the leader of the United States and the free world stand for the reconciliation of men and humanity encapsulates, to me, the power of a most extraordinary idea. Imagine if we had leaders who weren't so concerned with the idea of his or her own power, but if instead they were focused on the powerful idea of reconciliation for all women and for all men. Uh, Judge Griffith went on uh, to explain. He, he, uh, he pointed out, he said, you know, in the, uh, when William Tyndale was translating uh, the New Testament, uh, he was working with the, the Greek word, uh, which I don't, my Greek's not good, uh, katalage, I think is how you say it. Uh, but he used two different words to to translate that from Greek into English. And the first word he used was reconciliation. And the second word he used was atonement or at-one-ment. Now, of course, for people of faith, uh, that has very sacred meaning uh, in terms of that ability to overcome sin and humanity, uh, to be reconciled to God, uh, to be cleansed from sin. Uh, but let's apply that a little bit, uh, that deeply spiritual, to some incredibly secular stuff. Uh, Judge Griffith pointed out to me that we humans uh, are to be reconciled with uh, what Chesterton called the splendid strangers with whom we share this planet, uh, that reconciliation. So we're supposed to be reconciled to and connected with our fellow human beings. That's a pretty crazy idea. It's a powerful idea. It's not an idea about power. It's a powerful idea. And so as we look at our politics and where we are, 
Uh, we have to get beyond that. Lincoln understood that. Lincoln understood that for the nation to survive, the North and the South had to reconcile. They had to be at one if the Union was truly going to be united. And that's what we have to get back to, folks. Uh, the power of ideas brought forth this nation. The powerful ideas have saved it time and time and time again. Inspired ideas have reconciled the nation and its people and its founding principles uh, in all kinds of challenging times throughout our history. So imagine if the power of American politics were deployed to create reconciliation. That's a powerful idea. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.